Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. I'm going to be reading from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. And he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Hey, over the next few minutes, I want to speak to you from this idea, and I'm going to ask you, grab an offering envelope, get your Bible, get a connect card, get something to write with, because the next few minutes are going to kind of be a fire hose, and it's going to be a lot of information and a lot of content that people go to school for years to learn just this right here, and I'm going to try in the next 35 minutes to encapsulate it and put it in such a way where it makes sense to you, but I want you to take notes, and if you're taking notes, the title to this message, a subject that I'm going to preach about is tongues, the personal prayer language, tongues, the personal prayer language, are we going there today, come on, let's pray, Father, I love you. Oh, God, I thank you for who you are, your matchless beauty, Lord. Father, we stand in awe of who you are. It was earlier this morning, Lord, when we were praying and lead that the nuns, he said, we don't want to take these moments for granted, Lord. We're speaking to you. And Father, we're so grateful for who you are. And My King, I pray that today, Lord, that you would be glorified. Father, get me out of the picture. Lord, my remote understanding, my findings, Lord God, my studying, my own personal revelation that you have given me, Lord, I, I submit them to you, dear King. And I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit today that you would speak, Lord. Father, that action, that engagement will happen, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for this moment that you've given us, Lord, to be able to stop on a Sunday. And thank you for the individuals that are here in person, that are watching online, that you appointed this moment for them to hear this message. I pray for clarity. I ask and I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you would descend angels, Lord God, to eliminate any distraction, Lord. We cancel the plan of the enemy that would try to fog the minds, confuse, cause anger, Lord God. Father, we rebuke him right now. You have no place, Satan, in this place. And by the mighty name of Jesus, we remove you from any type of force in this place. We believe, Jesus, that you are here, that you are opening our hearts, and that you would speak to us, Jesus. Lord, we love you we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, with, with your head bows, with your eyes closed, online, here in person, would you just say right now in your own words, Lord, speak to me. Lord, Lord, take my mind off and give me your mind. Lord, speak to me. I don't want Chino's words. I want your words. In your beautiful name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, if you're expecting for God to give you a word, would you make some noise in this place? Come on, I'm excited. I got something that I want to share with you, and I got, a, I got a lot of content that I got to share in a little bit of time. So run with me and make sure that you're taking notes because uh, it's, it's going to move really quick, and you're probably going to have to go back afterwards and kind of listen to what it is that I shared with you today. I believe... Uh, 
I, I give my kids, <laughs> I give my kids instructions sometimes, right? But the way that I give them instructions, like it's not really the instructions that they need. How many of y'all know, like, if you have kids who are under the age of teenagers, if you tell them, hey, can you bring me some water? They will get a dirty cup, they will go to the tap, and they will get you probably about that much water, and they'll bring it to you. They'll do exactly what you asked them to do. But you got to slow down with them. And listen, buddy, this is what I do now because I'm a professional dad. Um, shout out to all the fathers. Father's Day was last week. I have, this, I have this little cup, and I say, I want you to clean this cup. After you clean this cup, I want you to put water in it. First put ice, and then I want you to put water in it, and then bring it to me. Please make sure that it's filled all the way up. What's funny is that if I just tell them do something, yo, it's hilarious. The things that go, first of all, by the time they get to the place where I told them to do it, they completely forgot what I asked them to do. And they'll come back two or three times. Papi, what did you say to do real quick? I'm like, yo, write it down, buddy. Take notes, man. What I believe, uh, unfortunately, is that in the church we have done the same thing. I feel like we've done so little teaching and so much telling on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, specifically when it comes to the gifts of tongue. And I believe that there's so much yelling instead of teaching. And I think that there's so much demand that has been placed on people. Right now, you got to receive it. Start, just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And we've done, and listen, man, I'm not speaking bad against anybody or anyone who you have been or how you, who, or whatever church you've come from. I'm not speaking against any of those things. I'm just telling you that by and large, as a church, me being part of that, a person who holds this microphone and shares this, I feel like we haven't, do, we haven't, done, the, we haven't done due diligence and explained this thing very well. We just feel like it's something that needs to happen once you get saved like do it that's it and we haven't really sat down and explained it to you guys and when it comes to the gifts of the spirit to the spirit in particular the gift of tongues I feel like we've traded people we've traded telling people what it is to yelling at them to do it and my hope and my desire today is that you would actually get some type of information listen I don't want to defend it and I don't want to oppose it my, my goal here is not to defend tongues, is not to defend the, whole, the, the gifts of the Spirit. Yo, if you're here, maybe you haven't been coming for a little while, listen to the last three messages because I feel I've given my life to this. I've researched, I've listened, I've wrote, I've asked God revealed to me. I've done everything that I can over the last two weeks to explain to you and hopefully you got an idea of this immeasurable thing that I'm trying to explain called the Holy Spirit. But hopefully over the last two weeks, you got some type of clarity. So my goal here today is not to bring that or to disprove it or to prove it, I've already done that. My goal here today is that I want you to have clarity. Whether this is the first time that you've ever heard this, or maybe you've heard it and your, your, your mentality, your theology has been clouded, and you've been told something that has been shaping the way that you are, I'm hoping that today I can give you clarity. That's all I want to do. Today we're going to talk about tongues. As a prayer language, not one of the signs of the gifts of the Spirit. Mark chapter 16, Jesus talks about this. In the Old Testament, you saw the gifts of the Spirit. And over the next few weeks, 
I'm going to unpack in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are nine gifts. And then after that, there are nine offices, five of them primarily that are found in Scripture in Ephesians chapter 4. But I'm going to break down that there's nine offices that we actually live in. And those two are two totally separate things. And I'm going to explain that. I promise you. Just stick with me. This is the little the, to be continued deal for you to come back next week and the week after and the week after. But today I want to take this idea of tongues because if you look in the Old Testament, you can see the word of wisdom. You can see the word of knowledge. In scripture, you can see the discerning of spirits. You can see gifts of healings. You can see the gifts of miracles. You can see the gift of faith work in the Old Testament. You saw prophecy. The only thing that you won't see, seven gifts, the only thing that you won't see in the Old Testament is tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Those are two things that were for the dispensation. Remember we talked about it last week? For our current dispensation of the ecclesiastical dispensation or the church age. This is where we are today. And the gifts of tongues is something specific to that very, very thing. In Mark chapter 16, I love how Jesus begins these things out because he says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They will drink anything deadly. And it will no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. There are, there's half of these are talking about yourself. And half of them are talking about service unto others. When it talks about casting out demons, it's talking about service unto others. When it's talking about tongues, it's for edification to you. When it talks about taking up serpents or drink anything deadly, please understand that this is... This is, Jesus was looking at this from a missionary standpoint because at the beginning he says, I want you to go and preach the gospel everywhere. And so serpents and scorpions, and I can guarantee you that Jason Peebles can kind of come up here and give you a thousand stories of how he's seen this thing work where people have experienced this. This doesn't mean that you grab a bunch of snakes and that you tempt God and work through all of this stuff. This is for the missionary field so that, remember at the beginning he said, so that you would preach the gospel of Jesus. And then he talks about putting your hands on the sick and how they will recover. And listen to me, three out of these four, I, I'm, I promise you, I'm going to unpack them and I'm going to talk about them over the next few weeks. Today, I want to completely focus on this idea of tongues that Jesus, not Chino, but Jesus said, they will speak with new tongues. The caveat here, it says, and these signs will follow those. Y'all here? Y'all good? Is it up on the screen? And those signs will follow those have you believed? Some of y'all confused. I don't know. We're going to make you believe after this. <laughs> You're going to believe after this. Listen, this, this idea of tongues that Jesus spoke about, that he said you will speak in new tongues, he actually promised this in John chapter 7. We talked about it last week. In John chapter 7, verse 38 through 39, it says, he who, believes and is, uh, he who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his mouth... Out of, his, out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. Other translation says out of his belly will flow rivers of living waters. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. Here's the, the, the prerequisite is that you believe in him so that you can receive it. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not glorified yet. But we see in Acts chapter 2 that the Holy Spirit did descend. These are promises. Jesus, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We've gone through these. I'm going to go through them quick. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then we see the, the, the culminating moment that, that actually makes John chapter 7 come alive. 
that the rivers of living water will flow out of you. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 and 4 says, When the day of Pentecost had fully came, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And, they, and then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. Last week we talked about this idea that this is still available to you because out of this experience that the disciples had, Peter begins to speak in the boldness and in the power of the Holy Spirit and he pens, Luke pens these words that Peter said in Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and 39. I told you I'm going to give you all a bunch of scripture. If you ain't read your Bible this week, you're going to get all the Bible you need for the month. I'm lying. You better read your Bible. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 through 39 it says, and Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And watch this. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all those who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. So that means that me and you, we've been far off. Not only that, but we actually can apply the scripture that Jesus said. And those who believe, both of those scriptures tell us that in 2021, that these gifts are still affordable, afforded to us. That we can still live in these gifts. That we can still benefit from these gifts. Hopefully you saw that in scripture. If not, go back the last two weeks because I really spent time showing you a bunch of scriptures. What is tongues? What is tongues? I want to give you five quick things that I believe, six quick things that I believe tongues are. Number one, tongues are not the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It is a grace gift that is available to every believer. Tongues are something that Jesus, that God gives you. And we see this thing in Acts chapter 2 verse 2 when they were in the upper room. I just read it. And the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to speak in new tongues. In Acts chapter 10, write that down. Go back and look at the story of Peter with Cornelius. Peter had a dream. Cornelius had a vision. And the Lord, it's funny because, yo, I was looking at this. And I'm going to unpack this, I promise, because I need to study more on this. But Cornelius, Jason, was actually... He actually operated in the, in, the, in the gifts of the gift of knowledge because God told them there's a man that he's going to come to you. The guy wasn't even saved yet. Crazy. We're going to get there, though. I promise you, we're going to get there. This thing is so good. I like it. Uh, so in Cornelius chapter 10, Gentiles, men, and, men who were not uh, Jews, men who were not believers, they actually began to speak in tongues. Acts chapter 10, you go back and read it. In Acts chapter 19, you see John's disciples. They believed in the baptism of John. They came down and they explained to them the baptism of Jesus. They got baptized. They received Jesus. And then they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And at that very moment, they began to speak in tongues. And then in Acts chapter 8, verse 16, we see that Philip has turned the city upside down. Philip has been preaching Jesus. But yet, there is a, there's a missing gap that's happening in there. And what ended up happening was that Peter, I mean, they had to go in there and talk to them and explain to them, okay, here's what's happening. Peter and John, the big dogs, had to come down and say, have you received the Spirit? they like, yo, I don't, I'm they laid hands on them, and all of a sudden, they began to speak in tongues. And you see these things on here. Go back and read them. I promise you, for the sake of time and not to keep you here till three o'clock in the afternoon, I promise you, go back and read these scriptures. But this is not, the gift of the Spirit is a grace gift. It was something that was given, and you see it initially happen in the life of believers. Does it initially have to happen when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? We're going to talk about that. Second point, only God hears and understands. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. It says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, 
but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. The funny, the, the, the part of this that got me was that I was sitting there thinking about it. And when you begin to speak in your heavenly language, yo, Satan can't inf infiltrate that. He doesn't even understand it. You begin to speak mysteries in the spirit where your prayers cannot be hindered. And you can go back and read the story of Daniel when one of the angels said for 21 days, your prayer has been held up and Michael came to help me to release this thing. And I know that's deep. Some of y'all are like, yo, what just happened? Who is Daniel? I promise you, I'm going to explain all of that. But if you want to, you can go back and read that story. But here it is that the enemy cannot even touch your prayers when you begin to speak in the heavenly language. He has no access to it. He doesn't even know what you're praying about. He doesn't even know what you're talking about. Number three, tongues builds you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4a, it says, Anyone who speaks in tongues edifies themselves. Now understand this word edify, it means to build up. Edify is kind of the idea what Jonathan does, where he builds houses and bathrooms and he kind of constructs it and they put walls on it and they put drywall and they begin to put, well, insulation first and then you put the drywall. You have all of these different things that you put on there and then you begin to put roof and shingles and it, it's how you build the house. And this is what happens when you begin to speak in your heavenly language, you begin to build yourself up. What does that mean? That means that you get stronger. That means that the things that you are lacking start to come to play. You had a door where the enemy kept coming in. Because every time that you watched a certain show or you watched a certain website, all of a sudden you were trapped watching porn till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And here it is that you're ravaged by this thing. Or that guy called you and you're just weak to him. And you didn't know how to stop this because the windows were open and the enemy kept coming in. What you do when you begin to speak in tongues, all of a sudden that thing starts building you up in your inner man, your spirit. Because your soul and your body have to catch up to your spirit. But your spirit begins to pray for you and it starts edifying you. Now you start to notice the sin that so easily beset you, the sin that so easily trapped you, all of a sudden now it doesn't have the very same power because your spirit is being edified and you're growing in your faith because it's about building you up. It's for your edification. Number four, you don't understand. What is the Holy Spirit? You, you don't understand. When you begin to speak in your heavenly language, you have no idea what you're saying. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue... My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Y'all see that on screen? For, I, for if I pray in a tongue, my, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. This is why I believe that the Holy Spirit does this. Have you ever prayed and said, God, I want this or this, or God, I'm asking for this or this to happen? And then you went out there and did it yourself. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I'm going to raise my hand just so you can see there's my hand. My hand's a representation of everybody in this room. If not, use a lie. And I believe that when you begin to speak in your heavenly language, it won't give you the understanding so that you won't get in the way. Because it's a perfect will of God that you begin to pray. I'm going to show you that in just a second. But when you begin to speak in your heavenly language, yo, if you knew what you were praying for, Lord, I ask you to bless me, Lord. I need a wife, Lord. I'm lonely. I just need a girl. All of a sudden, you're going to end up on Christian mingle. Ladies, y'all don't fall so far away from that. 
You back on Facebook looking at your ex-boyfriend's pictures from like 30 days ago. Like y'all do the same thing. But when you begin to pray, your spirit starts praying for you and it starts praying the correct things. The things that you don't even know that you need. Not that you need a man or not that you need a woman to complete you. You need the Holy Spirit to complete you. But the Holy Spirit will begin to declare the things that you don't even need, that you don't even know that you need. Because there's an area of your life that is weakness that God will bring a woman in that will strengthen that. There's an area of your life, men, that you don't have single men, that an, a woman will will come and bring and then there's an area in women's life that is weak that men will actually be able to empower together we become one unit and the Holy Spirit will begin to pray God's perfect will so you might not get six foot you know dark tall and handsome you might get a little five four Mexican that loves Jesus and is going to turn your life upside down when your kid gets sick he ain't going for the Robitussin he's going to go for the oil and you're going to watch your child get sick your child get healthy you're going to watch as your family members get diagnosis from the doctor and that man is going to raise up and he's going to begin to speak the very power of God and what you were expecting doesn't look like it but what you needed is exactly what God is going to give you and all the single people clap <laughs> number six tongues is not a replacement for prayer first Corinthians chapter 14 verse 15 what is the conclusion then I will pray with my spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Please understand that when you begin to speak in your heavenly language, it edifies you. It's the five, six things that I just talked about right now. It's a grace gift that God is the only one that hears it and understands it, that it builds you up, that though you don't understand it, God understands it. And the Spirit, it's going to pray according to God's will. Number five, I skipped that one, sorry. Number five, your spirit is going to pray according to God's will. Romans chapter 8, sorry baby, I went off. I, I skipped that one. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Watch this. This is talking about the spirit prays in accordance to God's will. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when you begin to speak in your heavenly language, you begin to speak the perfect will of God. And that's beautiful. I'm glad that I, had to, that I skipped this one and went back to it because it's so important when you don't know what to pray for. When you have a family member in the hospital and you don't know if to pray, Lord, lift them up or take them home. Lord, heal them or let them stop suffering. When you don't know what to pray for, Lord, I don't know if I need to take this job or I need to take this job. That you can begin to pray in the spirit and that God will actually reveal these things to you because you pray according to his will. Those are the six things. How is, how is tongues, who, who is tongues for? And I think we answered that. Hopefully you understood that. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who do not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believed. If you want to receive it, you got to believe. That's simple. There's not a lot of science to it. Listen to me. I know you're writing. I'm going to give you a second. I want you to look at me. This gift of tongues is something that God wants everybody to have. Paul said, I, I, I wish that everyone spoke in tongues. 
If you read chapter 14, you will understand the difference between speaking in tongues in your private self, where you edify yourself, and then the gift of speaking in tongues, which needs an interpreter. Those are two totally different things. But the building up of yourself, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I've met people and that I've heard of people who have told me that they're scared to speak in tongues because they're afraid that something's going to come inside of them. Or that two things. Number one, that an evil spirit is going to come in because speaking in tongues is demonic. But Jesus talked about it. You see it all through scriptures. How is it demonic? Did Jesus have a demon? Like, I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. So people will be afraid of the very thing that God has given them as a gift to edify them, to be able to connect with them in oneness. It's not a demonic deal. I hope you saw this in scripture that it's actually what Jesus, he, he actually gave this to you. Like the Holy Spirit comes upon you and that you can, you can speak these tongues. And then there's another group of people, two of them, one of that's super terrified. And then there's another group of people that they're like, yo, I don't know, Chino, because if I start speaking in tongues, like, you know, I don't want to be at Publix. Or, and all of a sudden, like, I get out of control and I grab a microphone. I la 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 and just start, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm sitting there with my boss, and I'm asking him, hey, sir, I think I deserve this promotion. Let me explain to you. Shandalalala. <laughs> Yo, one of the gifts of the Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Like, this isn't about you losing control. This is about you giving control to God. And God is never going to put you in a spot where he's going to hurt you. Like, think about this. You, you think that if you earnestly desire, Lord, I want you to give me a language so that I can speak to you and I can connect to you. That God is going to turn around and be like, ha, we'll give him a demon. <laughs> Watch this. No, that, that's, that's not what scripture says. Who, who is this for? It's for all of us, for all who believe. How do I receive it? It's those who believe. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. I don't want to be redundant, but I want to be clear. Acts 38, Acts 20, Acts 2, verses 38 and 39. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If, if you've been forgiven, if you've accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you've been baptized in certain senses, you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you, your children, and for those who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Luke chapter 11, verse 13, answering the little illustration that I just made. He begins to talk, and he says, if your child asks you for a piece of bread, would you give him a scorpion? If he asks you for something to drink, would you give him poison? If your child asks you for something good, would you give him something bad? Verse 11, verse 13 of chapter 11, it says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This isn't Paul writing. This isn't Peter writing. This is penned by Luke, but the words are Jesus. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? This is what Jesus was saying. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. John chapter 7, we remember out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He said these things because the Spirit had not yet come. Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit comes. We have access to it. And all we have to do is ask Jesus about it. There's one caveat that I believe, I felt like the Lord in the last 
I don't know, in the last month has been dealing with me on this. And man, listen, I speak in my heavenly language. I, I, I have operated in the gifts of the Spirit. And I, all of that I'm going to explain to you. But I felt like this one piece, I had never seen this before in Scripture. And I felt like the Lord was like just heavily impressing this upon my heart. And I want to read it to you. Jesus, he's ending the end of his ministry. And he's giving his disciples the last marching orders. You remember the last marching orders? He says, go and wait and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But in Luke 24 verse 49, it says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued from power on high. Obviously, we know the power on high. That was the Holy Spirit that came down. They were baptized. And the promise, Peter, in chapter 2, he explains it. He says, for this promise, I just read it. This promise is for you and your children and for those who are far off. The promise of the Holy Spirit. This is the word that got me. And I'm telling you, it, it kind of like, it messed me up. Because I, I hadn't seen this before. And I didn't even understand it. It's hilarious. The word is tarry. And we've heard this word. And for some of us, you say tarry, you're like, oh my God, you're going to make me do the whole Jesus, Jesus, Jesus thing? Because we're from the old school. We understand what that was. We tarried in the spirit. We, we stayed up to four o'clock in the morning. Grandma was slapping you. Wake up, baby. Tarry, tarry. Listen, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what tarry means. Kavitso. That's what the word means. Kavitso. You know what the word tarry means? It means to sit down. The word tarry means to sit down. For some of us, we move at such a violent pace. For some of us, man, we have so many things going on at the same time, so many things juggled at the same time that we don't even have time to slow down. Last week, I talked to you about this idea and this dream that's in our heart that tomorrow we're going to have Dr. Mark Merrill and we're going to have a spirit empowerment night here at the church. And this is a dear friend of mine and he's going to come. And I gave you five different points and we'll talk, I'm going to show you in a minute what they are. But I, I wanted you to fast and I wanted you to pray and read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14. And I wanted you to take some time and write some questions because we're going to have a time of question and answers. Like we want to answer some of your questions and we want you to just spend some time with Jesus. And sometimes what happens with us is that, yo, we move in such a pace. And we worried about the kids and the job and the Instagram and the Facebook. And I believe that God is telling us. And I believe what he told the disciples is, I've been with you for 40 days. Now I want you to take 10 days and I want you to go to the upper room, which many scholars say that that was Peter's house. I want you to go in there and I want you to pray. I want you to empty yourself out. That's what the word tarry really means. If you break it down to the lowest common denominator, it means to empty yourself out. Sit down and empty yourself out. Because we have so many thoughts and so many things that are going on. I've made this illustration a hundred times because it's an illustration of my own personal life. If God told me that across the street there's a fire and it's hell and that I can actually go in there and I can grab people from that fire and pull them out and bring them to heaven, I would run across the street. I'd burn my hair, my eyelids. I'd come to church the next day with a testimony. I got third degree burns probably wrapped up, but I'd pull as many people as I can out of that. I would do that. And sometimes that is easier than waking up at five in the morning and just sitting with the Lord and just spending time with Him. And just, Lord, I love you. Thank you for waking me up. 
Lord, I thank you for your beauty and just giving him countless. I'd rather go get burned and save people. Lord, I'd rather work for you than be with you. When in reality, all that Jesus is saying is, I want to be with you. This gift of tongues is about you being with the Father. It's about you giving him time. It's not about you getting a nonprofit website and you going out and being an evangelist and I'm the tongue-speaking king of the South. Like, yo, this is literally all about you. Everything that we talked about is about you praying to the Father that you can spend time, that you can tarry in his presence and that you would spend time with him. I spent my first four and a half years of being a Christian five years of being a Christian, probably more than that, and I never spoke in the heavenly language. If I'm honest with you, I, I heard about it, but I thought it was kooky. I thought people were Disney, Akuna Matata. I didn't know what, I didn't understand it, and I guess the people who were around me probably looked at it in, in a way that made me look at it in a way. And for a while, I was just like, yo, I don't, you know, I don't need that. I'm an evangelist. I, I have the biggest drug dealer sitting on my chest crying, receiving Jesus like I know what I'm I know what my call is like I'm ready for this like I'm and and for four and a half years five years of my life I I didn't I didn't need that at all and there's this one guy his name is Mark Vega turned out to be one of my dearest friends and mentors in life I mean opened up doors and opportunities for me that nobody else has until this very day and I remember that Mark came to the church and where we were at and it was a small Hispanic church beautiful neat gave me everything that I needed helped me to understand who God was, helped me to have holiness, allowed for me to meet that bad woman that's in the back. Praise the Lord. I said, you mine, girl. And I, I remember that he came and he spoke, and he spoke about the gift of tongues and the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And I'll explain what the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism with the Holy Spirit is because we kind of confuse those and we wrap them all in together and we throw it out there. But with the baptism with the Holy Spirit, he began to explain it and in such a way that I understood it. And can I tell you that I remember that I was at a, I don't even think it was an altar. We were just kind of around. We ain't had no altar. It was just a carpet. There was like a little place in the back where she put the piano, but everything was just carpet. And I remember that I was on my knees and I was just saying, God, if this is you, and give it to me because I want to be able to connect with you. In hindsight, yo, that's such a, like, think about the prayer that I just said. I want to speak in a heavenly language because I want to speak to God directly and I want to connect and I don't want my mind or my doubts or my flaws or my insecurities or what I did yesterday. I don't want that to cloud the words that come out of my mouth to God because how many of y'all know that sometimes you pray like you're guilty? And I don't want none of that to come out. I want my spirit to pray. And I want it to pray in a perfect way. And I was telling God, if you want that, like if that's really you, then give it to me. God honored that innocent, immature prayer. And on that very day, I remember that I began to speak in my heavenly language. And I just started speaking. It was just a couple of words. And I was just like, oh my God, I sound like an idiot. And then I started speaking it low. And Mark, I'll never forget this. Mark grabbed the microphone and he put it right in front of my mouth. And I'm like hearing myself out there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I hear myself echoing. And then I looked in the microphone. I was like, okay, I get it. I thought it was like a whole miracle thing happening. The Lord is amplifying my voice. It's like, no, bro, you got the microphone on. He gotcha. And I remember that when I started speaking in my heavenly language, after a little while, the enemy, I don't know if it was the enemy or if it was just me. 
began to tell me and to think to myself, this is gibberish, bro. Like, you don't even know what you're saying, bro. You halalaying and pushing, pushing. Like, what, what, what are you saying? And I remember that I was just embarrassed. And then I didn't understand fully what it meant to speak in tongues in my private setting as opposed to in a public setting with interpretation. So I was like, yo, I don't, I'm, not gonna, I'm not doing any of these things because I don't even understand it. Every now and then, if I felt it, you know, when you start, worship starts going good. And then you, I started and I would speak a little tongues and I make sure nobody's listening to me. If I was preaching and I felt the Holy Ghost and I... I'll start a little bit in my head and then I'm like, I'll come back because it comes out of you because it, the Bible says in John chapter 7 is rivers of living water that just comes out of you. And I remember that I was just struggling with it. And today, Don reminded me because when he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and when he got baptized and began to speak in tongues, that was where God kind of brought me back. We were both in a service. And at this point, I was a pastor on staff. And Don had came up for an altar call to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit. And he got baptized and he began to speak in his heavenly language. And I remember that I was sitting in the edge and I had already prayed for everybody. And I was just kind of sitting there and I was just, I was just talking to God. And I was like, God, you know, I love you. And I, I know I got tongues, but I don't know if it was real. Maybe it is. I don't know, God, what it is. And I remember that my pastor at that time, he was standing, I can paint this thing for you right now. Like, I can literally draw it for you. He was standing at the top of the steps. You can imagine there was probably, I don't know, down two, three hundred people in the altar. The place was completely packed. There was thousands of people there. And I remember that he stood up and he turns to me and says, Chino! And I, I, was, I was praying, Lord, I love you. And I just, it was the voice of God. Speak, thou servant, listen, it's Lord. And I, I remember I looked and he said, do you speak in tongues? I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's like, well, go pray for people. And I was like, yes, praise right now, right now. And in that moment, I felt like it was God reminding me and telling me, I gave you this so that you can connect with me. This isn't about how good you are or how bad you are. This isn't about the mistakes or the understanding that you may or may not have. This is about you speaking with me. This is about me. This is a gift that I'm giving you so that you can commune and you can be with me. And from that very moment to this very day, every single day of my life, whether it's one minute or it's a thousand minutes, I am speaking in my heavenly language and I'm letting my spirit edify me. I'll be driving in the car and as I'm driving in the car, and I'll begin to speak that doesn't need interpretation that was just me speaking to the Lord as an example I'll talk to you about interpretations later maybe you heard what the Lord said maybe you got the interpretation we'll give you some time to explain it later I don't want to do that now because I don't want to confuse people but I remember I started doing it and, and God started edifying me the things that I struggled with I ain't struggling so much with the things that I didn't understand, God is starting to show me clarity because my spirit is getting edified. My hope and my desire for you is that your spirit will get edified. Now here is where we, we bring the drums back up and Carlos start doing that. Can you do that, Carlos? You can do the whole gospel thing. And, I, and this is where we begin to tarry. And this is where the service gets crazy. And here's where we bring you up to the front and we begin to push you, pastors, so you can fall and so you can start speaking in tongues and we slap you in Jesus' name and we kick you and punch you and uppercut you. Come on, speak it out right now. We grab your belly. You know that one little, that little flab right there you don't like nobody touching? Because you're like, yo, I don't, don't touch that. And the pastor's touching and you're like, oh, stop. This is where we do all of those things. This is where it gets, 
But you don't need all of those things. Yo, last Sunday, and I, I, said this, I said this on Sunday, in our team lead, in just a beautiful moment when Nunzi was playing the guitar softly, there wasn't a lot of commotion, right? We weren't screaming. There wasn't anything crazy happening. We said, close your eyes and allow for the Spirit to speak to you. Because He does want to ring out of you, but there are times that He wants to ring into you as well. And the gifts of the Spirit work in that. Oh my God, I, I watch. I'm going to explain it to you. But I remember that Nunzi started and she says, I felt like the Lord told me this. And then my wife says, as soon as you began to talk, that's exactly what the Lord told me. And then in Kim says, oh my God, that's exactly what God was telling me. He gave me those exact, and the same thing with Hanan, those exact words. And then Isaac, once we're all finished, Isaac sits up and he's like, hey guys, I feel like the Lord gave me something a couple of weeks ago. I'm using Isaac's voice couple of weeks ago and he begins to read something that the Lord told him that he wrote down that was exactly what all of these people said yo it wasn't anything crazy we didn't have a beef six Hammond or whatever B7 we didn't have none of that we didn't have we didn't have an orchestra there was no pipes going yeah none of that it's just the calm presence of the Lord and we watched God flow would you do me a favor and would you stand to your feet and hey, maybe you're watching online right now. I don't want you to miss this moment. I would love for you to stand to your feet if, if you're at home, if you're in the car or you're navigating somewhere. And come back and watch this because I don't think time eliminates the Spirit of God. You can pause this, come back to it, and still experience the very same God that works today at 1240 or that's going to work at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when you finally can get some time to sit down and watch this. But here's what I want y'all to do because these gifts are for everyone who believes. Tomorrow, we're going to have a time where we're going to come into this place right here. And we're going to have worship. And we're going to explain a little bit about what the Holy Spirit is, kind of recap what I said. And Dr. Mark Merrill, he's going to share his story. And we're going to talk to you about what the Holy Spirit is. And my hope and my desire is that in that moment and in that space where you, where you empty yourself out, where you tarry, like you don't... You don't Today, you got to leave. I'm already gone over some time right now. You're already thinking, yo, I got to drive back home. I got to eat. I'm hungry. My kids, I got pot roast in the oven. Like, I need to move. Like, I need... So, I, I, I want this time to be about you connecting with God. But tomorrow, if you don't speak in your heavenly language, or maybe you've been struggling with that, maybe you don't even understand that and you got some questions, we're going to take some times where we're going to answer some questions. And I've asked you to write those down over the last three weeks. Write those questions down because tomorrow at 7 p.m., we're going to meet right here in this sanctuary and we're going to talk about it. And then we're going to give you a time where we're going to lay hands on you as a team and we're going to believe that you're going to get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and we believe that you will begin to speak in your heavenly language if you desire for that. And that's going to happen tomorrow. But today, I just felt like when I was writing this message, like God says, I just want them to empty themselves out right now. And I don't know what your theology is, I don't know where your pedigree, where you came from, what you've been taught. But I do know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that these gifts are for you who believe. And I believe in the bottom of my heart that what Peter said to those that are far off, that me and you fit that description. So these gifts are available for you. Would you do me a favor all over this room and with maybe online, would you lift your hands up? All over this place, would you lift your hands up? For some of you, you don't even have to wait. It's bubbling up inside of you right now, even if I, as I speak. 
and there's a burning in your heart right now. You don't even have to wait till tomorrow. But I want you to take some time right now, and the worship team is going to sing. And with your hands raised, I just want you to begin to talk to the Father and say, Father, fill me. Lord, I want everything that you have for me. Come on, in your own words, would you begin to tell him, I want to speak to you. I want to communicate with you better. I don't want to read my Bible once a week or once every other week. I want to have a relationship with you, Jesus. Come on, with every arm raised, I don't want to lead you in this. I want this to be a personal, intimate moment between you and Jesus. Come on, with every hand raised, would you begin to just speak to the Father? Lord, we want you. We want the real you. We don't want what a man has put together. We don't want what a doctrine has put together. We don't want what a theology has put together. We don't want what a dogma or a denomination has put together. Father, we want the pure, unadulterated, raw you, God. Father, we seek you right now. We desire for you. Our hearts, our minds are fixed on you. Oh, Holy Father, we magnify who you are. King of glory, we exalt you for who you are, King. Thank you for sweeping through this place. Thank you for meeting me, Lord, in my past as a teenager. Thank you. Come on, begin to remember what the Lord has brought you from. Thank you for meeting me in that hospital bed. Thank you for meeting me at that doorstep. Thank you for meeting me on that couch, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me for that, Lord. Thank you for walking me through that season, Jesus. Thank you for being the God that has never left me, Lord. Thank you for being the God that has walked hand in hand with me. The very times that I negated you, the very times that I hated you, that I didn't want to speak to you. Thank you for chasing after me. Thank you for convicting me of my sins. Thank you for convicting me of my righteousness. Thank you for convicting me of judgment. Thank you for saving me from hell, Lord. Thank you for the blood sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that I understood it. Thank you that I understood it. That the sacrifice didn't fall on deaf ears, Lord, but that I understood it. I can't pay for my sins, but you did. I can't earn you, Lord God. I can't deserve you. But I get you freely. I thank you, Lord. Come on, with Jesus, with your mouths, just begin to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But we thank you, Lord. I exalt you right now. On this private moment, if you speak in your heavenly language, would you do so? And if you feel that yearning inside of you, to begin to speak, you can begin to speak. This is a no judgment zone. We're not laughing. We're not even listening to you. I'm too much worried about me connecting with God right now. I'm not worried about what you sound like. But come on, would you just begin to pray that one? It might be a syllable. It might be two syllables. But right now, would you begin to just pray out, Father? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, J
Nunzi said, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And as soon as she said that, it was like, that's exactly where they're at. It's not your might. You ain't too holy, and you ain't too crooked. You ain't too good, and you ain't too bad. It's not about you. It's about the spirit of God. And I promise that when he's in control... <laughs> You're going in the right direction. How many of y'all believe that? Come on. Would you do me a favor all over this place? Would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes for just a second? Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. And we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My Greater.